Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the LABC podcast. We are the Latino Association of Basketball Coaches. Today, we'll be speaking with our founder, Jason Ludwig, who's currently an assistant coach at Santa Clara. Jason, how you doing? I'm good, Eric. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us. Just to give a quick background on Jason and you know, Jason, if I miss anything here, please feel free to jump in. Uh, but just a quick rundown. You graduated from UCLA in 2005. You created the JL Hoops after that. Coached AAU basketball for Double Pump Elite, where you had a team full of D1 guys, uh, including Paul George and Clay Thompson. Uh, went on to be assistant video coordinator at UCLA for two years, then video coordinator at Santa Clara. Then back to UCLA, where you stayed for a bit longer and you had a couple titles, director of ops, director of scouting, uh, director of player development. From there, on to Arizona State for a couple years as a director of ops, then uh, Mississippi State as director of ops, and then finally assistant coach at Santa Clara. Jason, did I miss anything? Uh, no, I think you got it. Uh, quite a few different roles and titles that's for sure but yeah i think you got it awesome so jason what made you want to be a basketball coach well you know what I, i'll tell you what i i early on i really didn't um want to be a coach or didn't didn't think i'd have interest in it and uh you know i played basketball my whole life and uh you know i love i love playing basketball was my passion i love playing the game uh but i love playing not coaching uh after high school uh, I had to make some tough decisions. I had a couple opportunities to play Division three basketball, um, but fortunately, I had, I had really good grades, and um, you know, I had some good options as far as you know where to go to college. And I had always dreamt of of going to UCLA. That was my hometown school. I'm from Los Angeles. Uh, they had won a national championship when you know when I was growing up. Um, so I grew a, a great affinity for for UCLA basketball. And, and obviously there was, it was a good school too. So uh, I, I ended up deciding to, to stay uh, close to home and, and go to UCLA. And at that point, I thought I had given up, uh, given up uh, basketball completely, both, you know, as a player and obviously as a coach, cause I had at the time didn't have any interest, but as fate would have it, um, I, by complete chance, I ended up becoming roommates with uh, a guy by the name of Dijon Thompson, who was, you know, one of the most, uh, you know, heavily recruited players out of Southern California. And I think because of our common interest in basketball, Dijon and I became good friends and roommates and spent the entire summer together. Uh, when, when, the, when we started, uh, when we started in the fall as students, I uh, came across uh, the opportunity to try to become a student manager. And Dijon is the one that really went to bat for me, went to uh, Steve Lavin, the head coach at the time, and said, hey, I got I got this buddy of mine who I think would be really good as a manager. And uh, and I'll tell you what, he, he made it happen. He he got he got me an interview and, and uh, pushed for me and ended up I ended up getting the job. So that was uh, the beginning of my, um, you know, my journey in college basketball. And even then, even up to that point, I still didn't think that I wanted to be a coach. I was just happy to to uh, to be a part of a of a 
you know, great basketball tradition and, 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 you know, really just high level division one basketball, you know, growing up in East LA and Montebello, I had never even been to a college game before, uh, you know, let alone a storied program like UCLA. So I, uh, I started working with the team and, you know, and, and even in, again, still didn't, didn't have much interest in coaching, but loved being a part of it. And, uh, my junior year, uh, Steve Lavin was fired and or before my junior year, Steve Lavin was fired and Ben Howland came in and I and he is really the one who uh, really inspired me and, and, and kind of became a mentor for me and, and really made me see the game from a different perspective. Um, it, I just I had learned so much. I learned so many things from just a different point of view. And it really and, and that's what really sparked my interest. So, I, you know, what, once I graduated. I, you know, I, I, I kind of gave it up. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go into the, I'm going to go into the real world and get a regular job. And, and that's it. Basketball is over. Uh, so I started working at a financial consulting firm and about four or five months in, uh, I had made a promise to Doug Erickson, who was the director of administration and camp director that I was going to work camp and he takes camp very seriously. So, uh, you know, if I made a promise to him, I had to keep it. So I took a week off from work and I went back and I worked a week of UCLA basketball camp. And when I walked back onto campus, walked back into the gym, uh, I just, I just got, I just got this feeling that came over me, like this is this is my calling, this is what I want to do, this is where I belong. And uh, so I, I worked camp, finished camp, and at the end of camp, I was like, well, shoot, I got to figure out how I'm going to start my coaching career. Like this is what I want to be a part of. And it didn't hurt that at the time we were really good. We had just come off two final fours and, or one final four. And, uh, you know, we were, we were, we were going to be like the number one team in the country and, uh, the following season. So I, 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 I met, I, I met with coach Allen and I said, Hey coach, I, I want to be a basketball coach. You know, what do I got to do? You know, what advice do you have for me? And he said, well, Jason, if you want to coach, uh, you should come and volunteer for us learn everything uh, from the bat, from the coaching side of things, learn how to break down game film, uh, be at practice every day, help out in any way that you can. And I said, all right, I'm in, I'm in, let's do it. And I was excited. All right, all right I'm starting my coaching career, career at UCLA, learning from one of the best coaches in, in the business. And we had a great coaching staff at the time as well. So I, my next part was, all right, well, shoot, how am I going to survive? How am I going to live? And things all kind of fell into place uh, because of my relationships at UCLA and the athletic department. I was able to get a job in the ticket office selling both uh, basketball and football tickets. So I was cold calling people and, you know, different things like that selling. And that was a huge advantage because I knew everything about the basketball team. So I think I was pretty good at selling basketball tickets. And, and then um, and then my buddy lived across the street from campus and he let me uh, stay on his couch for free. So I was able to walk to campus every day. Uh, working in t the ticket office in the mornings and then at 12 go to the office and spend the rest of the day in the office working working breaking down film and just doing whatever job that that was needed of me you know being the low man on the totem pole the young guy i was there to do anything and everything to help help the program and that that's really what, what sparked my uh you know my, my coaching career i, I uh i we had an unbelievable season. We, we went back to a second final four. We ended up losing to Florida in, in the semifinals. And, uh, and then the season ended and I, I, 
I knew I was going to have a chance to go with Kerry Keating, who uh, who was going to go on, who who had just gotten the job, head coaching job at Santa Clara. Uh, but before that happened, you know, if I was going to go, I wasn't going to be hired until like September. Um, so that I had the entire spring and summer to to do something else. And what what I ended up doing was was coaching uh, AAU basketball, and that's where I had a chance to work with Pump and Run Double Pump Elite and coach one of their AAU teams. And I had the second team, not the first team. I had the second team. And uh, and on the first team, there was Drew Holiday and Larry Drew and, you know, some really good players, the Ware Twins. And then on the second team, uh, you know, which was considered at the time not to be as good, we had Paul George and Clay Thompson among <laughs> seven other D1 guys. And, and, and uh, you know, that, it was incredible. I mean, that the amount of talent that we had in that program that summer was, was incredible. But it was an unbelievable experience for me because – I had just got a great crash course in coaching at the college level. Now I was getting a crash course in grassroots basketball and how grassroots basketball worked, who were the players in it, who were the influencers, uh, how grass, how it all worked. And uh, so I did that for spring and summer and, and then went on to get my first paid, paid uh, job in coaching at, at Santa Clara with Kerry Keating. And, and that's, that's how my, my coaching career started. And it was a, um, you know, it was, it was a pretty, uh, I was very blessed and fortunate to be around some unbelievable coaches, uh, unbelievable influences in the game. And, and, and to this day, uh, th those moments have really shaped me uh, in my career. Wow. Well, you know, segueing off of that and what's shaped you in your career, I mean, you've had a chance to work with some great programs, UCLA, Santa Clara, Arizona State, Mississippi State. Who are some coaches that have impacted you, whether it's through working with them or just through the relationship alone? Man, uh, so many. I mean, so many. I mean, I, I'm, you know, the, the, the two that stand out, you know, first and foremost are, uh, you know, Coach Ben Howland and Coach Herb Sendek. You know, both of those guys have given me opportunities in college basketball uh, and and really have allowed me to, to grow and expand and and, and they've entrusted me in, in, in greater roles throughout, you know, throughout my career. I mean, uh, you know, obviously during my time at UCLA with Ben Howland, I mean, I learned so much about the game. He was really the first one who inspired me uh, to, to, to be a coach. And then, uh, you know, Herb Sendek gave me an opportunity when, you know, in 2013, when we got fired from UCLA, um, you know, I didn't have a job. I was out of coaching and, and he entrusted, he trusted me enough to give me another opportunity, give me a chance to, to stay in at the division one level. And I have been with him for six years now and I'm going into my seventh. And he's also been someone who I've learned so much from. He's a unbelievable teacher of the game, unbelievable coach, and even a better person. And, uh, you know, he, you know, every day he's just so smart. He's so smart. And every day you learn something from him. He's always challenging you to, to, uh, to be better, to think outside the box, to think of other ideas. Um, and, and I think the best thing that he does is he, he empowers us and he, he forces us to, to take ownership in every aspect of the program. And I think that's why so many, so many guys that have worked for Herb Sendek have gone on to be so successful uh, because you have to take ownership in every aspect of the program, uh, which has really allowed me to grow. But those two guys stick out of my mind first and foremost, obviously Kerry Keating, who gave me my first job in coaching, my first paid job. Uh, so I'm always, I'm always grateful and thankful to him for him trusting me enough as a young college graduate to, uh, you know, to be on his first coaching staff at Santa Clara 12, you know, 14 years ago now, I think it was. Um, 
so you know the, the, those three head coaches that, that I worked for have been have been very influential for me. And then and then the other part is, man, I've been so fortunate to be around so many other great assistant coaches, guys that have, have shaped me and 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 been mentors for me and guided me and helped me through, uh, you know, so many of the you know the 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 ups and downs of of coaching college basketball. Guys like Scott Garson, who I work with now, and Donnie Daniels, who is a long time, uh, you know, Division One assistant coach uh was a head coach for a short period of time and he i think he 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 was he was uh recently named like made the hall of fame of assistant coaches in college basketball uh ernie ziegler i mean so many guys that i that, that i've had the privilege of, of working with uh have have really uh shaped me wow that yeah that's awesome um you know one thing that stood out about you when i first met you i think uh, I first met you at the LABC luncheon in San Antonio, maybe two or three Final Fours ago. Uh, yeah. You know, when you introduced yourself, you talked about the uh, the camps that you do back home in East L.A. Uh, could you tell us more about those basketball camps? For sure. For sure. Well, you know, growing up in Montebello, the East L.A. area, you know, there, there, there's really no – there's really not a whole lot of, of opportunity, right? Like it, it's a, it's, it, it's a, it's a poor area. Um, you know, there's some good people there, but you, you, it's kind of a bubble, you know, when you grow up there, like you really don't like, like you don't know what's out in the real world. You know, you're kind of caught in this bubble and, and not a lot of people make it out. Not a lot of people go to college. Not a lot of people play college athletics. Um, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough place to grow up. It's really easy to get caught up in the wrong, you know, with the wrong crowd doing the wrong things. And I was really fortunate. I, I, you know, I believe that sports was really my savior and kept me focused to get great grades, not get caught up with the wrong people and, and really stay out of trouble and, and, tr and try to do my best. And so, you know, when, once I left Montebello, I, I have so much pride in where I come from. I, it's a special it's made me who I am. Um, you know, I'm still so close with with my old coaches, with my friends that I grew up with. Uh, you know, and, and, and it, it's it's Montebello has a special place in my heart. So I knew, you know, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, like I'm going to get I got to get back. Like I got to help the kids that are there now in some way, shape or form. So uh, after I graduated college, I, I had obviously I had an unbelievable experience working with UCLA basketball, working basketball camps there. And I was like, you know what? Like. I'm going to do a basketball camp back home. Like I'm going to bring a camp. There's no camps in, in Montebello. Like, like doesn't exist. There hasn't been, I mean, there's been some stuff here in the recent, in the recent, in the recent years, but you know, back in 2005, there was nothing. I mean, if kids want to learn how to play ball, you got to go to the park and figure it out on your own. Maybe there were some older guys there that could take you under your wing and help you, but very likely not. You know, if anything, they're going to, they're going to take you under their wing and have you do uh, things that weren't very constructive. So I decided to to go back and, and run a free basketball camp for, for kids in my in my area. And I started doing them kind of all over Montebello and the neighboring cities. And, and every year I try to do, you know, a few different camps. And, and I was very fortunate to have, you know, all my, you know, t former teammates and even even players and, and coaches from UCLA come be guest speakers and do clinics. And, and it just continued to grow. And we've done it. We did it every year. It, it's unfortunate because this year would have been the 15th year that, that I, I would have done my J.L. Hoops basketball camps and, uh, you know, back in Montebello where, where I grew up. And, and there's been a, a tremendous uh, – th there's been a bunch of positive feedback. So many kids have come through there. I mean, there's been 
you know, I don't know, thousands of kids that, that have come through the camps over the last 15 years. And some of them have gone on to, 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 you know, do really well in high school and go on and go off to college and play college basketball. So it, it, it's, it, it's, it's not enough, but it, it, it's something, it, it's something. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think that there have, there, there's been enough kids to have benefit from it that, that, um, that it's worthwhile. So I'm really proud that, that I'm able to do that. And it's something that I'm going to continue to do as long as I'm a coach and, and I'm, and I'm able to, and, uh, you know, if, if anything, it's just to, to, you know, beyond basketball, just to help kids, give them it, uh, an, an opportunity to learn, uh, to learn, hear a different voice, give them a different perspective and, and really give them the opportunity to know, Hey, listen, like you can, like, like you can do something with, with athletics. Like, like there, there, there's, you don't have to be, you know, that this talented division one player to have a career in athletics. Like you can, you can, you can be a good high school player and you can, and, and then maybe go on to get a free education through basketball or above and beyond that, you know, have, have some sort of role in basketball as a coach, as a trainer, as a, as a strength coach, as, as an administrator. I mean, there, there are so many unbelievable jobs where you can have an impact on people in athletics. And, and that's something that I try to, to, to convey to these kids that, that, hey, you know, use, use sports as an outlet to, to stay away from trouble and, uh, you know, and, and be able to get a great education and have amazing experiences and build amazing relationships. That's awesome, man. It's, it's definitely uh, inspiring to hear, you know, how you're influencing your community. And I know, you know, as basketball coaches, uh, you know, we have that power to go back and, and really influence that younger generation that's coming up so it's awesome to hear that you're doing that uh in 15 years straight that would have been awesome you know and i'm sure you'll get it back up once uh once the whole covid thing uh gets figured out um no doubt no doubt but in hearing you talk man i mean it's all about helping others and giving back is that kind of where the idea for the labc came from or where did that come from yeah no great question so you know, one thing one thing you learn early on about coaching in college basketball is it's all about relationships and how important it is to be able to network and connect and and uh, you know just really have a, a group of people you can rely on and and in in a group that can help each other. And during this time, I would go to the Final Four and I would say, well, shoot, there's you know the Black Coaches Association, there's a Jewish Coaches Association, um, you know, there's no Latino Coaches Association. And, and, you know, being Mexican-American, I'm very proud of where I come from and very proud of my culture and, and my heritage. And uh, and there was another guy named Lior who was coaching at Cal State Northridge at the time. And, and he's half Argentinian. And we, we kind of came together and we're like, you know what? Why don't we why don't we try to spearhead this Latino Coaches Association and see what happens? Like, see if we can do it. And, and so we, we decided, all right, we're going to we're going to go out and reach out to every Latino coach there is in the country and invite them to a meeting at the final four. And we were young at the time. I mean, we were, you know, we were just starting off in our careers and um, you know, we just one by one, just try to get different people. And, and, uh, and, and, and our first meeting, I mean, there was probably 10 of us, you know, very few people. However, the one thing that was really powerful and influential was that Frank, Frank Martin came and, and was supportive, you know, and, and, and he was, he was someone who, uh, you know, it w- w- was there and said, hey, listen, anything I can do to help, you know, I'm here. And there was another guy, Coach Sergio Rocco, 
who um, you know, long time Division One assistant coach and head coach, who was unbelievably supportive and he loved the idea. And man, he's the one that like he's he's one of those guys been doing it for a long time and he knows everybody. He knows every Latino. And, and, and he said, you know what? Like I love this idea, guys. I love what you guys are doing. I'm gonna make sure that every Latino that's that's coaching college basketball comes to our next meeting. And, and he stayed true to his word. And then the next year we had like 15 guys. Then the year after we had 20. And it just kept growing and growing. And we kept getting all the most prominent and influential Latino coaches to the point where last year at the Final Four, we had our best turnout, you know, over 50 coaches. We had a panel of, you know, uh, Frank Martin, Mike Bellato, the head coach of Arkansas State, Ron Sanchez, the head coach of UNC Charlotte, and Gloria Navarez, the, the, uh, the commissioner of the WCC. And uh, so it, it's been it's been tremendous. And, and the really, really the purpose of, of the organization has been to just be able to create a network of coaches where we can we can um, get to know each other, help each other, share ideas and, and at the end of the day, help each other. And, and I think that's what it's all about. Is Awesome. Yeah. I mean, thinking back to the first time that I attended the, the luncheon for the LABC, uh, we were in San Antonio and, you know, it was my second or third year coaching at the high school level. And just being able to go and be in a room full of coaches from, you know, across all levels that were all from Latin American backgrounds. They were all Latinos. Uh, Frank Martin came and spoke. It was just, I mean, it, it left an impact on me to where I was able to look around and say, hey, you know what? Like, I can achieve my goals. Like, I can, I can achieve my dreams of coaching at the next level because I was able to see guys like you that, you know, we're also Mexican, Mexican-American or, or Cuban-American, Puerto Rican-American coaching at the collegiate level. So, you know, I, I, I forgot to mention this at the top, but I guess this is part of the reason why, you know, you were just awarded one of the top 50 uh, most influential mid-major coaches. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, man. That's big time. So, so with all that being said, what's next for the LABC? Well, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is, um, you know, we want to continue to grow. We want to grow. We, we want to reach coaches from all over the world. It's not just restricted to college coaches or high school coaches in the U.S. We want coaches from all over Latin America, Spain, uh, you know, any, any, any country of, of Latin descent. And we want to, we want to be able to create a, um, you know, a, a network where everybody that, that, that's, that's involved in this organization can be connected and be able to be a resource for each other. And, and that's what, that's, what's coming next. I mean, we're going to, we're going to create membership and we are going to create a network um, that I don't think has ever existed in people all over the world. And, and, and that's something that, you know, is in the works and, you know, with the help of, of, of you, Eric, and, and, and Lucas and, you know, other young guys that are trying to, um, you know, uh, make it in this game. Uh, you know, we, I, I'm very grateful for your help and, and everything that you're doing for the organization. And, and we're just going to do it one guy at a time. And we're going to continue to network and, and grow and expand and, and reach every, everybody and anybody that we can that wants to be a part of this. And I really think it's going to be a special organization, an organization that's really going to help a lot of people. It's going to connect a lot of people. Uh, it's going to help us become better coaches. It's going to help people get jobs. 
it's it, it, and it's just going to be uh you know it's just going to be an unbelievable network of people that that are that are going to be there for each other uh in in the coaching world so i'm very excited about the future of of the labc yeah i mean it just seeing the amount of growth that we've had in the last couple of weeks is you know it's incredible um you know, you mentioned Lucas. Lucas has been doing an amazing job running the Twitter and making sure that, you know, those graphics get tweeted out to the people that are in. And, you know, I'm having a lot of fun making those graphics and being able to research those coaches and find out more about these uh, these Latin American coaches that are all over uh, across all levels of basketball. You know, it's a it's a collective team effort where we really just want to reach coaches, you know, all over. And and the amount of growth that we've seen recently, um, you know, we, we've been pretty successful in doing that. And it's exciting to see how far we can grow it. No, of course, not at the beginning. You know, like I said, I, I think we're getting great uh, positive feedback. People are people are anxious and excited to be a part of this. Uh, people, people want to be, you know, be connected and, and it's, and it's just the beginning. So, uh, obviously great things to come. Awesome. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time, Jason. So the last thing I'm going to ask you is, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll have a lot of young coaches, a lot of, of young Latino coaches listening. What advice do you have for those young coaches that are looking to get into coaching at the high school level or the collegiate level, professional level? What advice would you have for them? Great question. Great question. Um, you know, th there's probably a couple of things that I would tell them. I would say one is, especially early on, especially when you're just starting off, uh, you know, in coaching, you have to have a, you have to have a mindset that no job is too small. You know, you got to do whatever it takes. If it means if you're a young guy on a staff and your biggest responsibility is to go get the head coach a cup of coffee, then, man, you do that. Like it's the most important job that that the that the program has, and, and I think sometimes what happens is, you know, you want instant, you know, instant success, you know, and that doesn't happen. Like you got to work for it, you got to earn it, and and especially in coaching, I mean, it's it's a very humbling business, uh, and it's so hard, it's so competitive, it's so hard, and, and you got to stay patient, you got to stay patient, you got you got to have the mindset that no job is too small, and you got to keep grinding and working. And, and, and just stay at it. Like you stay at it. I've seen many people who, you know, uh, maybe get fired once and they quit or, you know, something doesn't work out a certain way and it's done. And, and if you got to stay at it, you got to stay grinding. is going to discourage be my first piece of advice. The second advice is, this is a relationship-based business, and your success is going to be based upon the relationships that you have, whether that's trying to find a job, whether that's recruiting, uh, you know, in, in any of that stuff, it, it's, it's all relationship-based. So don't ever stop connecting. Don't ever stop meeting people. Don't ever stop, um, you know, try, trying to meet somebody new. That, that, that's the key. That's the key in this business is you got to constantly connect and find ways to meet people and 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 uh, and and stay connected. I mean, that like it, it's a, it's literally about how, how who you know, and in in order to survive in this business. And and then my my last piece of advice would be, you know, obviously one thing is to, is to work hard. One thing is to 
is to, uh, you know, one thing is to be resilient. The other thing is to stay connected. But, man, when you get your shot, when you finally get your opportunity, you better be prepared. You better be ready. And you better be ready to, 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 to hit the ground running. So make sure that you're fine-tuning your craft, that you're learning the game, you're watching film, you're, I mean, you're doing everything you can to learn, to constantly be learning about the game. Because relationships will get you the job. But if you don't know what you're doing, it's not going to last very long. So, you know, if you, I think if you can do those three things effectively and at a high level, then, then you'll, you'll be able to have a great, uh, a great career in, in coaching basketball. No, that's really great advice. Uh, you know, prepare for the job before you have it, right? No question. No question. Well, thanks, Jason. Uh, for the listeners out there, if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, our, our handle is at L-A-B-C Basketball. And if you want to follow us on Instagram where we are doing daily spotlights of Latino coaches, our handle is at L-A-B-C underscore basketball. And, yeah, if you have any questions on joining, um, feel free to, to DM us through those two avenues. Thanks again, Jason. Hey, Eric, I want to add one last thing and, and, you know, for, all, for the listeners out there. If, if you know of a prominent Latino coach who's doing special things in their community, special things at their school, and you'd like to nominate them to be uh, highlighted on our, on our Instagram and Twitter feed, uh, please, uh, please DM us. I, I, we want to we highlight the you know, Latino coaches that are, that, are impacting, that are impacting people. So please do that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, feel free to shoot us a message on Twitter. Uh, DM us on Instagram and, you know, nominate those coaches that, you know, you believe are working hard and deserve to be spotlighted and, and we'll make it happen. Um, thanks again, Jason. Hey, Eric, always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. We'll, we'll, we'll stay connected. Yes, sir. Take care.